The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss Apple's China problem, hot IPOs, and August jobs report. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Shares of Apple tumbled this week as China plans to ban the use of iPhones for government-backed agencies and state companies. Why is Apple stock on track to lose $200 billion in value in just a few days? Shares of Apple are down about 6% this week, which is big news because Apple is the largest component of many major U.S. equity indexes, and also because the sell-off stems from negative economic data coming from China. China has the second biggest economy in the world and is in a growth slump due to a slowing real estate market, lower personal consumption, and a fear of bankruptcy among some shadow banking lenders. China accounted for 18%, or almost $400 million, of Apple's 2022 revenue and is also Apple's global production base. The Wall Street Journal reported on Wednesday that the Chinese government ordered agencies to not bring iPhones into the office or use them for work. Investors worry that the ban could spread to other state companies, government-backed agencies, or even the wider public. It is estimated that a ban on all government employees would affect less than half a million iPhones, a small part of the roughly 45 million expected to be sold in China over the next year. The timing of the potential ban is interesting, given the recent launch of Huawei's technology's new 5G-capable smartphone. The phone starts at just under $1,000 US and uses a Chinese-manufactured chip. Huawei's new phone shows that the company is making early progress, circumventing US government efforts to contain its growth. Despite the dip this week, Apple stock is still up over 42% year-to-date. The long-awaited initial public offering of Arm and Instacart could come any day now. Both companies have filed to list on the NASDAQ. So what is so exciting about these companies' shares becoming available for purchase on the market? This will be Arm's second IPO. The first time was in 1998 and the company went private after Japan's SoftBank Group purchased it for $32 billion back in 2016. ARM develops microprocessors used in smartphones, personal computers, data centers, networking equipment, vehicles, and robotics, and the company is a key supplier to Apple. ARM uses AI and machine learning in a number of its products and processes, The company estimates that 70% of the world uses ARM products in over 250 billion devices. ARM shipped more than 30 billion chips in 2023, 
and the ARM IPO is expected to be 2023's biggest one, estimated at $6 billion. ARM shares will trade under the ticker ARM. San Francisco-based Instacart will trade under the symbol CART, with the IPO expected to raise $1 billion. Instacart delivers groceries from over 40,000 stores in the U.S. and Canada to almost 8 million monthly active users. Retailers reach customers through both Instacart Marketplace, where customers can shop from retailers through the app or website, or the online storefronts of the Instacart Enterprise platform. About 12% of grocery sales are purchased online, and Instacart CEO Fiji Simo said that she sees the online grocery business doubling over the short term. As reported in the SEC filing associated with the IPO, Instacart's second quarter revenue grew by 15% to over $700 million from last year. Instacart's reported full-year revenue in 2022 was $2.5 billion. The latest report released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, or BLS, showed that the U.S. labor market added 187,000 jobs in August. Despite this steady pace of hiring, the unemployment rate increased to 3.8%, its highest level since February of 2022. Where is the job market headed, and how do these numbers impact the Fed's next policy move? The headline number of 187,000 additional jobs in August represents an uptick from the 105,000 and 157,000 jobs added in June and July, respectively. However, August jobs growth still marks a slowdown from the average monthly gains of 271,000 jobs reported over the prior year. While the unemployment rate rose to an 18th month high last month, the 3.8% level remains relatively low by historical standards and is partly explained by an increase in labor force participation. Last month's data suggests that the labor market remains resilient. The Bureau of Labor Statistics also reported a moderating pace of wage growth last month. Average hourly earnings rose 0.2% in August compared with an increase of 0.4% reported in July. Sectors adding to the growing jobs number were construction, healthcare, and leisure and hospitality, while weakness in the labor market was concentrated in transportation and warehousing industries. Those declines stem primarily from the closure of Yellow, a key trucking business. Labor market data can have a significant impact on the Federal Reserve's monetary policy decisions. The August jobs report paints a mixed picture of the U.S. economy with persistent hiring offset by moderating wage growth. In Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Fed Chair Jerome Powell addressed how developments in the job market could shape the path forward on interest rates. Quote, The rebalancing of the labor market has continued over the past year, but remains incomplete. Evidence that the tightness in the labor market is no longer easing could also call for a monetary policy response. End quote. At least in the near term, the Federal Reserve appears likely to keep rates at the current level at its next meeting, set for September the 20th. According to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange's FedWatch tool, there is a 93% probability that rates will remain at 5.25% to 5.5% through September. The probability of a further quarter of a percentage point increase in the November meeting is about 43%, suggesting uncertainty 
on how much higher rates need to go to keep inflation moving lower. Further incremental increases in the unemployment rate, coupled with slowing wage gains, will be seen as positives for the Fed and proof that their policy moves, so far, are having the desired effect. Next week, we discuss Disney. The stock is down 30% from its year-to-date peak, suggesting that all is not well in the house of the mouse. We look at what traps may lay ahead for Disney and how the company can regain its status as the big cheese of content. Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.